Good morning. This is Jane Comier, your host for Artful Living here at WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. And uh, we welcome you to another segment of Artful Living. And for those that might not know, remember, you can hear all of our shows on NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. So if you aren't listening right now on the radio... Uh, and you you know that you have an Artful Living segment coming up, you can always always catch that online. So again, I would uh, like to have uh, have everybody out there know what Artful Living is supposed to be doing in our new renovation of this program. Um, and that is we want to center on health and wellness and everything that makes the day-to-day life something that is a wonderful, beautiful thing. We're about all things beautiful, all things graceful. And uh, we have a guest today that really personifies that in what our theme is here at WKXL for Art for Living. And our guest is Michelle Doka. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I am doing great. Uh, Michelle is the Director of Music Ministry of the Music Ministry at Christ the King Parish. And I uh, actually met Michelle a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I also teach at St. John's Regional School a couple of days a week. And we sort of had a little visit together, and that's where the light bulb came on, that you would be a wonderful guest for Art for Living. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank, thank you. you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. All right. So um, Director of Music Ministry. Okay. Hmm. Let our folks know, what is a Director of Music Ministry? What do they do? So in the Catholic Church, it is anything to do with music, anything for the liturgy, for the, all the Masses on Sunday, for any Holy Day Mass, for anything outside of Mass that involves music, all of the different groups at the music groups at Christ the King Parish, as well as St. John Regional School as far as the school Masses are concerned. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of cool. St. John has a, a Mass for is it every week? Is it on high holy days? I mean, when do when do the students enjoy going to mass? So it it is every week, and it is always on holy days when the kids are in school. They take the nine o'clock mass on ah, the holy day. Cool. Um, once a month, we have a full music program. The other weeks of the month, um, there's a cantor and not not a one of the school mass choirs. But right. Right. That's awesome. I think, what is it they say when, what is it the old adage goes that when you sing, you pray twice? Exactly. Yes, absolutely. I always loved that yes. saying. <laughs> so um, what does your day look like, Michelle, as a day as your director of musical ministry? Um, what does a, a normal day look like? There is no normal day. There isn't. Every every day in my schedule is completely different. Oh, my goodness. Um, two days a week, I have pretty much 11-hour days with... Um, staff meetings and staff prayer and then all the rehearsals that come after that Um, and on Thursdays it's nonstop with um, staff meeting and then I have the three school mass classes that come to me and then children's choir and then in the evening the adult choir and we also have a bell choir I meet with them on Wednesday evening wowie sowie and uh, funerals that come in, and then on, on Sundays, of course, I'm there all day. Yes. Um, Saturday evening mass, and Sunday there are three masses. I am fortunate enough to have a couple of other people who can cover masses a couple of times a month, so I'm not Good. 
always covering four masses and they're wonderful musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, every day, every day is different. Yeah. That's kind of good, though, for you, right? It is, yes. No chance to get bored. Never bored. Never bored. What, what I'm hearing from you is something that's really good that isn't necessarily happening across the board, at least in most churches, I think, and that is having a vibrant music identity to offer within the church. Um, and it sounds like you have a lot of programming going on to keep keep the music alive and well. I am very fortunate to have been called to serve in a vibrant parish with uh, beautiful, beautiful people and very talented people. Several of the groups that we have have just been formed in the last two years. Children's choir. We have a funeral choir that sings for all the funerals. Wow, that's great. It, it is. It really is very helpful with with that ministry. Um, we also have um, a praise and worship group that performs for things outside of mass. We have we have a very very active parish. What would that What would that entail? Like you said, out of out of mass, what kind of things would they perform for? So they just performed this last week. We have. Um, once or twice a year, we bring all of the leadership in the in the ministries and the churches together wow. for what we call a summit, and it's a it's a two three hour workshop, and they performed there at the end of that summit, and really just were amazing. They're an amazing group. Mm-hmm. Um, we would like to have we would like to have um, would like to see them seeing a little bit more they're a brand new group that just got started awesome yes. that is so great yes we also have um a group that is called a jam session these are people that meet once a week and literally jam together and they have represented christ the king out in the community at things like the winter festival and halloween howl and mm-hmm. any any sort of event like that in the community and they've gone into nursing homes to wow. sing and we also have a handbell choir, which uh, we've been just incredibly blessed. I, I brought with me three sets of hand chimes, three octaves of wow, hand chimes. Wow, that's awesome. But <laughs> we were able to, we have on long-term loan, um, three octaves of actual handbells. Oh, beautiful. And so we've been able to bring in people who have not had so much music experience mm-hmm. before, but are able to um, now be a part of the music ministry. Yes, I mean, bells used to be, even when I was younger, bells used to be a pretty, you know, prominent part of, of some, you know, some uh, church music programs. And I haven't seen them, uh, you know, used a whole lot. I, I thought bells were so much fun when I was younger. Oh, I, yeah, a lot absolutely. Of fun. Yes. And great, like you said, for folks that might might not be comfortable, let's say, singing or doing something like that. You know, everyone can play a bell. All Absolutely. you have to do is recognize when your pitch comes and right. off you go. I like to say if you can count to four and you know your left from your right, you're good to go Absolutely. in this group. I can teach you everything else you need to know. So there you see right there, if anybody wants to play bells, you have to you have to contact Michelle Doka at Christ the King Parish and go in and, and experience how wonderful that is. And plus, I think, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I'm a soprano. I tend to like higher, uh, you know, the higher tone. Um, and I know bells go low as well, but I just think the clarity of the hand bells, uh, the real hand bell, is so beautiful yes, and yes. just kind of a, inspiring when you hear them. Right. It adds a lot. It does add a Very lot. Nice. You know, um, one thing about adding a lot. So um, sadly, I think the demise of music 
mm-hmm. within our religious ceremonies or our, you know, when we have masses, no matter what the denomination, seems to be something very much more difficult to find. Um, what do you think that is about? I mean, I know that there are even churches that have always had the history, like congregational churches, of strong music programs within there, and they're even having trouble keeping them as a, a large part or an important part of the service. What what do you think is going on there? So I think, it, in part, that's um, a bigger picture uh, where we have the demise of active participation in music in our culture. It used to be that people sang at home, they made music at home, and they we sang at gatherings outside of church. It was very normal to sing at even political gatherings. People sang whatever the political party's mm-hmm. theme song was. They sang together at, at picnics. It used to be that when we had a sporting event, everyone stood up and sang the national anthem. Mm-hmm. Now it ha- all of that has um, given way to star power. It's always a soloist. People do not sing together mm. in general. We have re- recorded music is a wonderful thing, but it has taken away the um, the confidence of people to um, to make music on Absolutely. their own. Absolutely. So it's a social. I have never thought of it that before. So the social demise. I think it's it's like a cultural social thing where groups would get together uh, yes. to enjoy the making right. Right, of the music has diminished. So now with church music, we are, oh, I would love to talk more about this yeah, after we the break. <laughs> yes. Oh, you recognize the break music. Yes. yes, it is. This is Jane Cormier, Artful Living, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. We'll be right back and we'll talk more about music in our in our society with Michelle Doka. Welcome back to Artful Living. Jane Cormier here, your host, and our guest today, Michelle Doka. And uh, she is Director of Music Ministry at Christ the King Parish right here in Concord. Um, we were having a pretty great conversation here. Uh, Michelle, you were telling me that your dad actually was in radio. He was. He was um, a broadcaster in the 60s in Atlanta, uh-huh. and he actually taught broadcasting. And he um, he was a broadcaster when um, the Beatles' song, Michelle, My Bell, was popular. Oh. So I always thought that song was written for me because he always dedicated it to me. So There you go, right? That's a great memory. <laughs> right. You know what's so funny? Folks out there in, in, that are listening, uh, when, you're, when you're doing the program, when there's a, mich- you know, a, a commercial break that we have to take, there's a little, uh, I guess they call it a bump, I don't know. I'm, I don't know the terminology, but their music starts to very lightly play to sort of let us know, oops, we got we to... Gotta, pull it down for a segment, you know, for a commercial break. And uh, Michelle's so in this. She's so ahead of the game. She heard that before I did, and and uh, she she was right to it. So <laughs> good for you. Um, in any case, in our last segment, we were talking about how music has been really challenged. Um, I had brought up the question within the confines of the church, and you mentioned that really in a cultural way, um, we've seen a real demise with folks coming together 
to sing or maybe more than just sing. I don't know the social end of that, but uh, really good point. You, When we stopped, you were going to make a, a point. Do you remember what that was? Right. So when we've taken... We've taken social singing, everybody singing, out of our culture. And then the last place where we really expect people to do that is in worship. Mm. And so then it's the only place where they're expected to, to do that. And it's, um, it's a little bit of a challenge. The, you know, the other thing is, um, and sadly, I believe in our culture, the demise of, um, of people going to church mm-hmm. at all. So if you have a smaller congregation, then you have a smaller amount of people who can be in the choir and lead the music. Right. Christ the King has um, a, a, a great, again, vibrant, wonderful parish and a program called Alpha, which is um, a program that people can come to it. We have it twice a year, and it is um, it's a program where there's a, a video and there's conversation and there's food and then they break into small tables, and you can actually you are free to say or ask anything you want to about the Christian faith, hmm. and it is a it's a wonderful opportunity for people who either don't know anything about the Christian faith or who have been away for a while and want to come back and or or maybe who have bad feelings Absolutely. about it. And um, I, I would hope that that would grow in the future in our culture and people would come back. I think, Michelle, you're right on it. I think that if it doesn't grow, we're going to be in trouble because folks have, we sort of put church into the corner of you just go on Sundays and, you know, you get in and get out. Yeah, right. that's right. And, of course, parishes don't thrive on that because right. parishes are about community and, and growth and sharing and all that good stuff. Um, I think so. You're probably right about the um, aspect of the solo versus group mentality. Uh, certainly, we haven't been helped by the lack of or the drop across the board with folks that, you know, pro- practice a religion. How's right. that? Okay. Practice a religion, whatever that might be. But uh, church certainly has to be much more than just Sunday visit for, for yes. it to thrive. And it sounds like that Alpha program is a good component to assist that. Yes, and you can find information about that. I'll do a little plug for Absolutely, us Absolutely, please. Uh, information about that on our website at Christ the King Parish in Concord. Great. And I'm sure all these music programs, are they delineated in, the, in a music you know, folder on the site? Absolutely. There's a music ministry page on the website at Christ the King, and I would welcome anyone who would like to be involved in the music, either in the choir or if you play an instrument, we would love to have you be part of us. You don't have to be Catholic. Mm-hmm. Happy to have you. People don't know that, you know. I, I right. Through the years of, because I'm a practicing Catholic, um, through the years I've noticed that there are many people that did not necessarily think that they would fit being able to play in a service because they'll they'll say well i'm not catholic and but you love music that's right right that's right and god gave you that gift (laughs) um we're happy to have you come share it and you don't have to know the service that's why i'm there i'm gonna i'm gonna walk you through when to play wonderful wonderful so everybody anybody out there that has any desire to join a really active music ministry um don't let 
Don't let the challenge of maybe whatever particular faith you, you're having, you know, you hold right now, stop you. This is, sounds like a wonderful opportunity, certainly. Um, so let me ask you something else that's a little bit more personal. You, you are rather new here in Concord, is that I correct? Yes. So tell us, where were you before you came to Concord? So, well, let me back up, um, not just where I was right before this. So, obviously, I am. Um, I have a little bit of an accent. Mm-hmm. I am from the South. I grew up in Tennessee and in Georgia, and then moved here, moved to New England in the year 2000 with my children and my then-husband, and um, we moved to Maine, lived in near Acadia National Park for 21 years. Wow. And um, after my children were all out of the out of the nest, I took a job in southern Maine and was there for three years and um, had a combination of teaching at us at the Catholic school there and the the parish in southern Maine. And then two years ago, um, came here to Concord. I see. So how did you find us? Um, on a search, okay. a job search. Just a, yeah. a job I search. Think it was, I think I went to the, um, the Catholic diocesan job search mm-hmm. page on the, on the diocesan page. At the time I, when I was living in Southern Maine, I thought, oh, let me see if there's anything open in Portsmouth. I had no idea of, of actually making a move. Mm-hmm. But as... Um, I, I the first time that I came to Christ the King before I had been offered the job after I'd interviewed, I walked in and the hospitality was just so so beautiful, wonderful, welcoming, but not um, not overwhelming. Yes, you know, yes, I didn't yes. I didn't feel like I stood out at all, <laughs> and um, the hospitality program is really great at Christ the King, and I just. I just knew that it was the place that I, well, at that point that I hoped I was being called to be. Sure. Was delighted when I got Isn't the Isn't that wonderful? Invitation. The art, you know, it's people think artful living might be just about the musical arts, um, you know, artful living, right? Sounds like it's something that's one-dimensional. But the truth is, is what you're talking about, number one, engaging in a, a worship community, but number two, being welcomed Oh, right. Into yes. that community yes. is a component that we are missing almost across the board here in, in our cultural daily, day-to-day social lives, yes. right? Being welcomed, actually welcomed into something that's new and makes all the difference. Absolutely. I, I try to talk to my kids um, about this in, in any classes. Now, I've you know I, I teach music here, uh, but you know I've taught in public, I've taught in private, I've taught in Montessori, I've taught in boarding school and Catholic school. Um, and I have to say that the one thing that I believe Catholic school, uh, ha- that I've experienced over the spectrum, is that very thing that you're talking about, because you do end up being part of a family. It's much more community, family oriented. Right. Um, I seem. I feel like the administration in Catholic schools seem to know their kids. Maybe you could say it's because it's smaller. But you know what? I've been in smaller charter schools, and did not see community or relationship. So that's really pretty cool when you stop to think about it. Because of course the education is one thing, but welcoming a community in. Right. will always get my attention. I think that's true. I think 
Um, I've also taught in in Montessori schools and and did some long-term subbing and some other kind of teaching in public schools. And I would say that it's a very good point about the administration and just the feeling of family in mm-hmm. a Catholic school. And I, I, I'm very happy when I when I took this job. Part of the reason that I was excited about it is because I was ready to not be teaching on a, you know, a, a constant yes. level like I had been before. And this was a full-time church music job. But because um, because I'm responsible for the school masses, I was able to create a program with three of the grades to be the mass choir for those masses, and they alternate. And so I'm able to still be a part of the school sure. and connected with it and work with the kids. Which Keep your toe in the water. It's just perfect. <laughs> it's the perfect balance. Absolutely. Yes. Answer to prayer for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to take a little break here on WKXL 1450. My name's Jane Cormier, and our guest is Michelle Doka. And uh, we'll come up the next segment, and we'll talk a little bit more about music worship. Welcome back to WKXL 1450 AM. This is Jane Cormier, your host for Art for Living. And we're having a wonderful discussion here at Art for Living with Michelle Doka, who is the director, right, director of, of music, music ministry right. at Christ the King Church right here in Concord. And in our last segment, we were talking about community, and we were talking about how important it is to feel like you're a part of a community and welcome to be welcomed into a community. Um, we're both educators, which is really fascinating. Right. We have an actual, actually a lot in common, I think, in, in the regard of how we look at education and how the Catholic education works in with that. Right. Um, but you do have experience outside of that as well, correct? Yes. All right. So let me ask you a question. Someone as a peer on this, right? Um, when... Because I actually had a parent that is considering putting their children into charter school, and they asked, "Well, you know, what would be what would be the difference?" Um, and mine was that the, in my experience, the the Catholic school seems to be a little less technically. Uh, they don't they don't put it in quite as large the technical component into education as what I witnessed with public school. Mm. They're off the computer Mm. a lot. Mm -hmm. And so they're actually learning proper socialization skills. They're actually learning not from a keyboard, but from, you know, a book or speaking lecture wise. And I just really do like that method of learning. What do you think about the differences between a Catholic education as opposed to just, you know, the more mainstream public education. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. That's a that's a very good point. That the teachers are, I think they're more involved, um, hands on, at least in my experience, um, in Catholic schools, and also you know in Catholic schools we're we're able to, um, because we we are a Christian based Catholic school. Obviously, we are able to. Um, work with work with the kids a little bit more on compassion and caring and right from wrong and there's more opportunity for that Mm -hmm. it's it's a big part of and you're able to talk about it in every class (laughs) yes no matter what no matter what the subject you're able to weave that in right and that's 
clearly going to produce great adults. Yes, better. It's a needful thing. It absolutely there, there is. There is no doubt that 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 does build the relationships right. with the kids that you're teaching. And especially when they see you model that, yes, right? They learn that. And that, I really do feel, um, who was I? I was talking to someone in Manchester about this. I have a very uh, dim view of education, certainly educational choice, uh, should the model of the Christian Catholic education go away. Mm-hmm. What, what would we do? I mean, what options would you have if you wanted to have that sort of connection with students, right? Right. You're not going to find it in, Catholic, in, in public school. You're, no, you're not. A, and and that's, not, um, that's not disparaging on the teachers themselves, no. certainly. It, but the, it's just the, the way that the culture and the, uh, the expectations and the limitations mm-hmm. in, in public schools today. It's just the nature of right. what it is. Right. That's all it is, right? Yes. So I really do hope that um, you know, Catholic schools continue. They're doing very well from what I understand. Enrollment across the board seems to be doing okay at Catholic schools. I maintain it's because that they continued teaching through the last part of the COVID pandemic. They didn't shut everybody out. Yes. Catholic schools remained open and in person when I was teaching. So in 2020, when at the beginning of the pandemic, we were ready to go right online with our kids in the lockdown. Mm -hmm. And then in the fall, we came back. And it wasn't easy. Right. But we recognized how important being together was and and helping each other through that. And we were able to really talk with the kids about the pandemic and, and ease their fears a little Absolutely. bit because we were right there with them every day. Huge. So, yes, the, the pandemic did sort of help boost the Catholic registration yes. just a little and bit. So, and so it should have. They right. had the courage to stand by what they knew was the truth. And isn't it ironic that the very same thing that you talked about in the beginning segment about how our society is becoming more solo-oriented rather than group in, in its essence, you're talking about the same thing. When the challenge came up in the fall after COVID hit, uh, most schools locked down, right? Even mm-hmm. even those that were doing both, you know, some school and some, uh, which is what I, I, ter- I taught in a, a modified version of it. Sometimes you were there, locked down other days, right? Um, but the Catholic school took the bull by the horns and they set up the best safety they could, but they right. understood the importance of being together. It's not solo. It right. is being together. So it's actually, it's the philosophy of what you believe, yes. of what the Catholic, you know, church believes. They did the right thing during that period. I really believe that. And and again, it wasn't easy. It was a difficult time to work through. But the Catholic Church is about community. We are one body. We are we are individuals who come together and are one body. In Christ, and that's that's true in the schools, and that's why it was so important mm-hmm. to continue to be that living, breathing body. Absolutely. For those of us that, those of you that have just joined us, this is Art for Living with Jane Cormier, WKXL fourteen fifty AM, one hundred three point nine FM Concord, and one hundred one point nine FM in Manchester. Also, you can catch the rest of our show on NewHampshireTalkRadio.com 
at any time. Uh, Michelle Doka is with Christ the King as the director of music ministry. And uh, Michelle, what is your most what is the most fa- most fabulous and favorite thing that you do with Christ the King in your in your job in your capacities? Oh, Jane, that's tough. Uh, I I don't think I could pick one one thing. Out really? Of the okay, many give me two. That I do. What are, What are your two favorite things? Um, okay, so I love the, the being part of the liturgy and being part of worship and and bringing. I guess this is my favorite thing, bringing other people into that and um, knowing that we. Our, the music is, is an important part of worship, and having the wealth of music to reflect the scriptures, that's that's my favorite part awesome. of it. Awesome. Yeah, it is. It can just heighten everything. Music in yes. a service just heightens everything. It's a great thing. So um, if someone hasn't been, let's say, active um, in a Catholic church, and for whatever reason, right? You know, maybe they had a bad experience. Maybe they were another denomination. Uh, what do you think is the number one? What would you suggest to someone to see if it was for them? Well, again, I go back to the Alpha program. Okay. If it, if you, especially if you've been away for a very long time, um, and, and the Alpha program is not only for people who don't know about the Christian faith or. Um, have been away for a very long time. We have a lot of our parishioners, active parishioners, have been through it, and they come out with a with a new zeal for for the faith okay. and wow. for taking care of people and answering the call. And so, to check out the Alpha program, certainly is it, it meets one day, Michelle. I mean, is it, it a, meets, a, so it it's twice a year. That's either. Mm, 10 or 12 week sessions I can't remember which it is oh okay and we meet once a week and in the spring there's actually a youth alpha program which is um teaming I would say with teenagers we have a great group um the number I believe this this spring session is 15 teenagers who are coming together to talk about faith and and how to live that in their lives and it's a it's wonderful. It's so it's a it's a ten or so week, right? Uh, Maybe twelve. Weeks, and you come once remember. once a week, right? And for how long? Um, I believe. Well, so I did it last year. Uh, all those details are out of my head, but yeah. I think it's um, two. I believe it's two hours. It involves a meal and um, a video, which um, talks about different aspects mm-hmm. of the faith, and then you get to break into the the small group tables. Cool. Are really great because in nothing, it's sort of like what, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> what happens at that table stays at that table. Mm-hmm. You And it's very respectful in the fact that you can you can say truly anything you want. Um, you can put forward any question or concern or, you know, if there's something that like you're like I don't, I don't know yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I you quite can buy feel that. safe to say hundred percent that's yes. awesome yes it is it's a great program so I didn't know when you spoke about the Alpha program uh, before I thought that we were talking about uh, you know meets twice a year that it was like once in the once oh no so we'll talk maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that and then I want to ask you about what your history is sure. in music okay. so this is Jane Cormier and we will be right back with Art for Living hang on. 
Good morning. This is Artful Living and your host, Jane Cormier, on WKXL 1450 AM. Uh, we have a wonderful guest today from Christ the King Parish, Michelle Doka. And Michelle actually has been talking the spectrum of what happens at, at, at the parish with regard to music ministry and her part in that ministry. Um, in our last segment, we were discussing the Alpha program. Right. And great, some great information came out. I was very interested, so I'm going to ask you about it again. Okay. Um, so the Alpha program meets a couple of times a year, you say? Right. And for like extended weeks, maybe 10 weeks or it's, so. It's 10 or 12. I right. apologize. I can't remember. But you can find more information about it on our website. Right. For sure. Right. But the, the, the whole program is about just getting together, having a meal, seeing a short video, and then a, a sort of discussion on things. Yes. And um, what, what does it culminate to? What's the, what's the goal? like? Well, so the goal is to teach people about the Christian faith and um, we, the Alpha program, if at the end of the program, if you want to be Catholic, certainly, or you want to come back into the Catholic Church, certainly, we have ways to um, to guide you through mm-hmm. that. But also, if the Catholic Church is not where you feel like you want to be, but you are looking for another church in the Christian faith, we are the leaders of the Alpha program will help you to find the home that is right for you. Isn't that interesting? Okay. That's pretty cool. It is very and cool. And you said that you had a youth program starting, a youth alpha program. There's a youth alpha program every spring. So there's a program that meets in the fall. There's fall semester in the spring semester, and the youth alpha program meets in the spring. Wonderful. Well, again, it's all about community, isn't it? It absolutely is. Everything yes. we've said today. Yes. Goes back to community, and I suppose that that's a big thing to remember going forward because we're doing everything, it seems, the wrong way these days. <laughs> we, we don't even sit down and have dinner anymore with, right. with our families, and that's a component of that. Right, you know? and that goes back to um, the, the discussion we were having earlier about the demise of m- music in church and, and of attendance in church. There's so many demands on families and mm-hmm. on, even on individuals all through the week, but those demands have now crept into Sunday morning as well. Families have to choose between, mm-hmm. um, you know, a, a, a practice maybe for a, a sports event where their child is being told that if they don't come to this practice, they're not going to be able right. to play at the game or an event. And I I just firmly believe that families need to have, there needs to be in our culture some downtime Mm -hmm. built into the week for our families. And, you know, if on Sunday morning your choice was to go with your family to church or if it was to stay home and have pancakes, Mm -hmm. at least families would have that time that they could count on together. It's the glue. Right. Of course, I I would like to see you come to church. But. Yes. Well, everything in its time, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, probably a step for some for a family that really hasn't engaged in any of that. I doubt that they're going to just all of a sudden jump on that, uh, you know, that that bus and end up in church. Right. It's it's going to be a, a gradual thing, and it sounds like actually the Alpha program is a good way to get that looked at, right? Yes. To to consider yes. that, right? Absolutely. Right. We have to artful living. Sure, the arts are very important, and the arts are community. True art is about making art and growing in a community to share it, right? Yes. But Artful Living also is about having grace 
in your day-to-day life so that it's not all mundane. It's not always rushing and having to do this and having to do that. And Sundays offer us an opportunity to just lay back, relax a little bit, and put together what's really important, and that's family. It should offer us that, yes. That is the hope, is that it would offer us that. Mm -hmm. Again, it's really really difficult for families to have to juggle all of these things, and they creep in on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I, I really... You know, when I, when I was a kid, many, many, many years ago, <laughs> um, we we didn't have these events mm-hmm. on Sunday. It just didn't happen. Yeah, you may have a pickup baseball game um, in the neighborhood, but but it was definitely the day to rest. It and was the family time, and it was. And we're we're probably very close, same age, and um, I'm the last of eight kids, and. Uh, there's a great width, 18 years, between my, me and my oldest brother. Sundays was the day when everybody got together. And there might be 40 people in the house on Sundays. You know, mm-hmm. we're eating in three shifts because our table only sat like 8 to 10, right? And uh, no dishwasher, right? I'll raise you my hand. I was right? the dishwasher. Not all the time, but a good amount of the time. And I never knew growing up how important that was. That just happened every Sunday. Everybody came to our house, mom and dad and all the kids, nieces and nephews. And then when I got older, uh, with my kids, we always seemed to have a good day, mostly until they got to be like maybe late teens, where we were together on Sundays. But I look back now and I see what's now, what, what we have for, you know, family time now as opposed to what we had then. And I was so lucky to be able to have that because most kids don't right now. So I don't know. My suggestion, go to the Alpha course and figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) It'll give you a good idea, if nothing else. Right. Good suggestion. (laughs) Good suggestion, yes. And all of this information is on the website for Christ the King. It is. All all of, um, there's a page for our education program, which also includes Emmaus, and um, all of the many ministries that we have available. Beautiful. All right, so personally speaking, you are a keyboardist, a pianist, organist? Keyboardist and piano and organ, yes. Piano and organ. Okay, so are you the organist at at Christ the King as well? I am. So you play the organ in in addition to everything else, huh? Yes. Wowie zowie, that's a lot. (laughs) It is a lot, but I love it. I wouldn't be happy doing anything else. Mama mia, very good. Good for you. Um, So tell us a little bit, did you go to school for music? How did you get your education? I did. I uh, Back to my father again, he... um, I I don't ever remember a time when I wasn't at the piano. My father was not a trained pianist, but he loved the piano. And that's one of the ways that we would play together mm-hmm. is to just sit down and doodle around together on the piano. Aww. And then I started lessons. I'm nine or ten. I don't know. I started piano lessons and um, was very involved. Well, I was involved in church music and then was very involved in music in high school and did I have a degree a bachelor of music in piano at, from Georgia State and my secondary instrument was the organ wonderful and um, I tried 
really hard to go into a career that that was um, maybe a little bit more lucrative. I was in, um, when I lived in Atlanta, I was in arts management. Wow. And um, which which I liked, but I wasn't happy. And I kept being pulled back and back and back and back again. <laughs> and um, finally decided that you know, this was this was what I was meant to do. This was the place I was meant to be. So, um, teaching piano and taught early childhood music. Mm-hmm. I have a certificate from music music garden. I have training from from there for early childhood, which I love. I loved working with the littlest ones. <laughs> and um, then you know went into. Um, teaching in a Catholic school and helping with the show choir in um, in high schools and um, taught in Montessori school, taught music in Montessori school mm-hmm. for quite a while. And so You are um, just an education beast. <laughs> I guess I am, yes. <laughs> good for you. That's it. I mean, that's really what makes great education. You know, what's good for education is great teachers. And, and experience is what builds that. Right. So that's great. You know, one thing I think that is really funny, um, I was playing some Bach with some of my kids at uh, at the school, and I was trying to explain to them that an organist also uses their feet. And you know what? I, I'm still shocked by this, but almost every time I say that, even to adults, they don't get that. They don't, what do you mean? Right. You know, they're thinking soft pedal or, you know, or no, they actually play the keyboard with their feet. Right. And people are like amazed when you tell them that. Did you, you, I'm assuming, did that, correct? Of course. Do you do that now? Yes. So, so do electronic organs have the same pedals as your pipe? Yes. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. And so the, what you play in your feet is the, the bottom line, the bottom note of what you would play on the piano. Okay. Or if it were string, you know, if you thought of a string quartet, then it would be what the bass played. Basso, and so yeah. you play that in your with, <laughs> with your, your feet. feet. Yes. Which does take um it does take a little bit of getting used to when you've been a pianist and oh, you gosh. start to study organ. Um to it's totally to, to different facility yes. in the brain, I would yeah, think. It is. Because it you're is. you're going literally playing with hands to where now you're doing perhaps opposite motion in the baseline, right. moving feet while you're playing. I've always found that I've watching organists play, um, you know, serious organ music doing that, I've always like I could never do that. And and I'm somebody that danced my whole life. I was a tap dancer, really good tap dancer for about fourteen years. Uh, but you know what? I don't know that I could do with my feet while the hands, you know, are playing. Oh, sure you could. It just oh. takes practice. It's like everything oh, else. Mia. You just have to practice. I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty cool. But uh, everybody listening out there, if you've ever had the opportunity to see an organist play, it really is quite an artful thing to watch. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's something you don't see every day um, and, and just magnificent to watch. I'm pretty sure that the class that you um, gave that information to is one of the three grades that does the school mass because they came in no. the next time and everybody <laughs> was looking at the organ and they were like, okay, so you really do play that with your feet. Oh, my yeah, goodness. So, that's good to know. So they're listening to you, Jane. Yes, that's a plus. 
<laughs> I wouldn't have even thought. I don't even know what class I was talking to about it, but it was pretty interesting. But no matter who it is, though, even adults, they're, they're like, "What? Right? You know? Oh, yeah. No, they, they have no idea. They're playing yeah. notation, right, with their feet. So it's pretty cool to watch. Yeah, it's not a Cherry Lee Lewis kind of thing. It's no. actual, <laughs> <laughs> actual musical, actual notes. music on, yes. with your feet. Yes, yes. yes. And you're cool. welcome, you know, to work out a time with me to bring those kids over, and we'll show them. <laughs> How it works on the organ. I'm oh, happy to do I that. I might do that. That is so cool. I will absolutely keep that in mind. Okay. This has been a great show, Michelle. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for I've having me. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation here at Art, at Art, Art for Living. Jane Cormier, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And you can catch our whole segment on NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.